Hello and welcome to episode 202 of Just Jets. What is going on? I am Matt O'Leary, going to be hanging out with you for this lovely episode. It's coming out a li- still on the correct day, so January 3rd, Wednesday, published day. Coming out a little bit later. Usually we drop the episodes every Wednesday at 9 a.m. It was a busy weekend for me with uh, New Year's. Was away, uh, came back. Yesterday was the first day back working, and it was a very hectic day. Was gonna record after we finished the Talking Jets panel, and then it was like, I don't know. By the time we finished up the show and everything and wrapped, it was like almost eleven, and I was like, I I just don't have it in me. Uh, so <laughs> we called an audible. We're gonna go uh, record in the morning on Wednesday and post. Wednesday, late morning, early afternoon. I appreciate you guys sticking with me again. I apologize for the later than usual episode. Uh, And in today's episode, what we're going to get into is, of course, your voicemails, but also the final ride of the 2023 New York Jets. It's been a very interesting, interesting's probably putting it nicely, 2023 season for these New York Jets, which started with so much expectation. Oh, could you believe it? So again, so much expectation. How could you not be excited about Aaron Rodgers coming in and, you know, this team had an elite defense, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall coming back, you know, all that fun stuff. But it quickly goes off the rails four plays into their season when Aaron Rodgers gets hurt and pretty much what I believe the Jets did and it's something I've said for a while now so it's not like this is a a new idea or like Matt O'Leary TM is the only one who who thought of this idea I'm not you know claiming this as like this again this grand discovery but the New York Jets punted on their season in my opinion when they went down Woody Johnson Joe Douglas and Robert Sala have all pretty much acted this year like they're good, like they're getting a pass for this season. Like, ah, you know, we, we were going all in, we pushed our chips to the table, but our quarterback got hurt, so, eh, you know, no no real big moves, for instance. You love Roger Saffold, right? The big trade deadline acquisition day. Jets still alive. The Jets 4-3, and three, by the way, at the time of the trade deadline. Do you want to move, you know, make a move for a, a different backup quarterback? No. Add a wide receiver after the wide receiver room was struggling immensely. No. Do you want to trade for an offensive lineman, Ezra Cleveland, available for a sixth-round pick? No. Instead, here's a pacifier move. You get Roger Saffold. He's like, oh well, he was a Pro Bowler last year. Pro Bowl is a joke, but also he was underweight and never, ever ever played Joe Douglas signing Trevor Simeon and Roger Saffold was a was a here suck on this kid to the jet fan base don't stop bothering me uh, you know you want a backup quarterback a different backup we'll, we'll add Trevor Simeon and you know what Simeon did have better numbers throughout his career than Zach Wilson has right like that whatever your opinion on Zach Wilson is you, you can't tell me that he doesn't have better the the numbers speak for themselves I'm not saying that Zach Wilson's less talented than Trevor Simeon that is obviously not the case but it's like all right well I don't 
Trevor Simeon really wasn't on my list, but I, I guess I understand why they went this direction and added him, I guess, to this mix. But the the Zach Wilson, Tim Boyle, Trevor Simeon quarterback room, what an absolute joke. The offensive line just going completely off the rails. So that's pretty much the, the 2023 Jets have one last ride. And it's a very complicated one because there's mixed emotions for uh, these Jet fans and uh, this game coming up against the New England Patriots. So here's where we are. Jets are 6-10. and 10. They currently have the 8th overall pick. If they lose, they could move that draft pick up higher. It also knocks New England down the draft board a little bit with a New England win. The bad negative side is that your streak is now up to 16 straight games that you have gone losing to the New England Patriots. Uh, And Bill Belichick in what will likely be his last game coaching as the New England Patriots walks away with another win over your team. The benefit of winning this game would be you finally end the streak. Uh, You send Bill Belichick out with a loss. Um, Things of that nature. Now, I'm not going to tell you how to root. That's that's where I've been. I'm not going to tell you what to do. If you want to root for a win, so be it. I understand you only get 17 Jet games a year. You want to enjoy your Sunday. Totally understand. That's fine. If you want to root for a loss and say, hey, I think it's better for this team long term to get the better draft pick. Uh, It's a meaningless game. It wouldn't hit the same, you know, ending the streak in a meaningless week 18 game. That's fine, too. I am going into it with my patented hashtag team numb. I don't have it in me to get bent out of shape one way or the other. Over this game, uh, I'm going to kind of just let it ride. We're going to let it ride out. Whatever happens, happens. I'm rooting for individuals on this team. Like, I want to see Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson and Izzy Abanacanda. Can he be RB2? Uh, Can you see, you know, how is Joe Tipman performing? I thought he's played well down the stretch here at center. You have your center of the future there. Uh, What are you seeing out of Carter Warren? Can he be your swing tackle next year on the defensive line? Maybe, hey, let's get Will McDonald some reps. Uh, Jermaine Johnson's been epic. Like, those are the storylines or things that I think are are legitimate things to, to watch for in this game. And the last point that I will get into on this one before we really just get into your voicemails to, to ride this thing out is the idea that Zach Wilson might actually play in this game. Last week's episode was like, this is it. Like, this is the end of the line for Zach Wilson. He's not playing against Cleveland. There's no way they're going to bring him back. But as of recording this, Robert Sala hasn't spoken to the media. He will speak to them early this afternoon. And I would imagine a starting quarterback gets named yesterday on the Michael K show. Said, if healthy, he will go on Zach Wilson. What... I, I would just feel bad for Zach Wilson at that point. I would feel bad if the Jets put him out there uh, because they, it will probably be Zach's last game as a Jet. Could they keep him one more year? I guess anything's possible. Crazier things have happened, sure. 
You're going to argue, uh, you know, that it's the offensive line's fault. He just needs more time to develop. He's never supposed to play anyway. I, I don't know. I know. I heard it all. We've seen it. But Zach Wilson against the Patriots, why it's just that would be the, the cherry on top for the Zach Wilson New York Jets career. Against New England, Zach Wilson is 0-5 with 850 passing yards. That is 170 yards per game. He has a 50.7 completion percentage, two touchdowns to seven interceptions, and a 53.4 rating. By the way, those two touchdowns came in one game. So he has zero passing touchdowns in four of the five games. He did leave in his rookie year up in New England. He did leave that game early, so that does play a factor in this. Um, He did have four of the seven interceptions in the first time that he played New England in week two in 2021. Isn't that kind of just mean to Zach? Like, hey, you're, you know, you got concussed in Miami, probably on the second play in. You know, he played for a while after that, then came out before the half. You're like, all right, finally, I'm I'm done. This is it. It's like, no, no, you got to go out one more time. Painful. Really, really painful. That that stinks. So, I don't know. I, I guess there's a chance that Zach plays. I would be really surprised if they put Zach Wilson back out there. But it not only could it be one last ride for the 2023 New York Jets, it could be one last ride for Zach Wilson as a New York Jets. That is uh, with the New York Jets. That is also a storyline for you uh, to be watching in this game. So, <laughs> crazy, crazy enough. Anyway, let's get into your voicemails. We will do that. We'll close the show with your voicemails. We'll start with Eddie from North Carolina. He wants to talk about tanking, which is a very popular discussion point uh, for you know Jet fans right now. Eddie, what do you got? Hey, Matt, this is Eddie from North Carolina. What's up, Edwards man? If, um, yeah, about that tanking thing. I've watched the Jets play pretty crappy football for the last 12, 13 years. And to be honest with you, I am trying to enjoy every damn win that we could possibly get this year. Um, and Robert Sal is right. How do you go into a room of some of the best athletes in the world and say, hey, I got an idea. Why don't we just lose out so we can get some better guys in to replace some of you? I mean, that's just not going to happen. Now, I will admit, Robert Sala and Joe Douglas have made some pretty bonehead mistakes this particular year as far as hoping for the worst and planning for the best. They did the opposite. They hoped for the best and planned for the worst. They didn't do that. They should have gotten a better number two quarterback. And they should have picked up some O-line help when they had the chance at the trade deadline. That being said, look at all the good that this coaching staff has done. They have taken undrafted free agents and refuse players from other teams, coached them up, and turned them into rock-solid football players. I'm talking, you know, like Quincy Williams. He was left for dead when he was cut by Jacksonville. I mean, some of the undrafted free agents they've got, they have got a great coaching staff. 
unfortunately, it's primarily on the defensive side. Yep. So I do think if they tweak some of the offensive coaches, especially the O-line coach, oh, my God, that guy's terrible. What's his name? Cotter? He got to go. Other than that, I'm pretty optimistic for next year. I hope they can find a way to bury Zach deep and keep him because my biggest fear is he's going to go somewhere and blossom like Geno Smith, only be ten times better than Geno Smith. That being said, I'm not a Zach truther. He has played pretty rough. He just has skills. It's all between the years that his problems are. And I'm just hoping 2024 is a good season. Go Jets. There you go. Thank you so much, Edward. Uh, Eddie from North Carolina for for checking in with us. Uh, a couple things on that. I totally understand where you're coming from on the tank debate, and I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not in the business of telling fans how to root. Like you said, there's a, a limited number of games. If you want to root for them to win, that's fine. If you think that's what's best for for the team and that's what's best for you, go for it. Honestly, truly, whatever whatever it is. And if you're on the other side of the fence and you you want them to lose, that's fine too. Uh, you had a great point bringing up when you're like they have they develop guys and you listed them off, and they're all on the defensive side of the ball. Yes, they've had success with the Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall, top end picks, elite talent, but they haven't done a good job of developing late day two, day three picks, UDFAs, and got anything out of those guys on the offensive side of the ball. Sure. Bryce, finding Bryce off and developing him, Quincy Williams developing, Jamie and Sherwood coming along, Tony Adams starting for this team as a UDFA. You know, there are many, many examples of guys getting coached up on the defensive side of the ball, which points back to maybe Robert Sala is better suited as a defensive coordinator than a head coach. There is no question, no question, that Robert Sala with his defense He's got it covered. They are a very, very good unit. Even though, you know, against Cleveland, we know what happened. Joe Joe Flacco had a a great game, and everyone's like, oh, let's dump on the Jets' defense again. Overrated. It was the first time they allowed a 300-yard passer in in two years. It was two years. Tampa Bay, 2021, second to last week of the year, to Cleveland, 2023, second to last week of the year was the time that they went without allowing a 300-yard passer. They've kept, for the most part, this defense has kept them in games that they had no business being in. I very much so feel like we are wasting time complaining about this Jets defense when their offense, for the most part, is as bad as what it is. So uh, I'm, I'm with you on that one. And then the last part that you mentioned about Zach Wilson turning it into Geno Smith career Gino is an was an incredible outlier, and I'm happy for Gino that he's pl- playing well. Good, good for him. He's playing well in Seattle. Awesome, but the chances of Zach Wilson turning it around and being this star quarterback is pretty slim. Like this is people were saying this about Sam Darnold. Oh my God, Darnold's going to be this great quarterback, and then he goes to Carolina, doesn't do much. He's backing up, comes in as you know. Uh, in, in relief in San Francisco. Looks good for, you know, a, a couple of drives, and then we're right back on the, you know, oh, the Sam Darnold. Here we go. Sam Darnold's going to lead the team. Like, people just get so attached to these young quarterbacks, and they're not ready to let them go. And, you know, Zach Wilson's, you know, frankly, looked worse than, than Sam Darnold did during his three years with the 
with the Jets. So I, I'm not. I will never, ever, ever argue Zach Wilson's talent. He's in. He has incredible talent. That's why he was the number two pick. That's why I wanted to draft Zach Wilson with the number two pick. The consi- the consistently inconsistent play is what is going to hold him back from being a starter in this league. Maybe he could be a backup for a few years. Um, maybe he settles in as a backup somewhere else. I don't see it here. But I, I would be stunned if Zach Wilson figures it out as a starter somewhere. Constantine's up next. Constantine, what do you got? Hey, Matt. Constantine from PA. A What's couple up, of things right off the bat. First and foremost... Congratulations on your 200th episode. Thank you, man. I know it was a couple episodes ago, but I never mentioned it. So I just wanted you to know that uh, that's a great accomplishment for you. And I'm rooting for you to have another 200 or so. (laughs) Thank you. Secondly, Happy New Year. And third, I'm watching this uh, Jets game at the half. Our defense just gave up 34 points, so I'm not too thrilled about that. Uh, Robert Sala is supposedly supposed to be a defensive-minded coach, so I don't know. What is he doing? Is he doing anything with that defense? Because every time they look over at him at the uh, sideline, he just looks like he's staring into space. Nothing new there. Um, Well, the good is that I don't have to talk about Wilson anymore because, and that is Zach Wilson, in case anybody who doesn't know me doesn't know how much uh, of a big fan I am of his. Um, never got to talk to him about, uh, about him again, I don't think. And, uh, as far as the offense is concerned, it's humming, even with Simeon at the, uh, quarterback position. So, you know what? If we do give the quarterback some time and we do have somebody who's a little bit, uh, confident in the pocket, you know, we can, we can, uh, score some points. So that's, that's a good thought going into next year. We got to be positive about something, for God's sakes. I mean, this year has been a total disaster. But uh, I'm just trying. I'm trying to understand, you know, basically what direction we're heading into next year. I just don't want to repeat another Groundhog Day and go through the same exact thing next year that uh, we went through this year. You know, I'm going to be 55 this March, so I don't think I have too many of those years left in me. So in all honesty, I hope the Jets do improve. I hope we make some good draft picks and we get solid in some of our uh, positions, especially the offensive line. Um, I want to thank you for your podcast, of course, letting me voice out my frustrations and understanding that, you know, sometimes as a group we can heal, you know, because we're all addicts. I mean, let's face it, we're, we're all addicted to that green and white. So good, bad, ugly, what difference does it make? You know, we're Jet fans, I guess, till the day we die. But the bottom line is I just want us to have a better year next year because Jet fans deserve that. Um, You know, Travis from Ohio, uh, you know, Jay from Jersey, um, even Ryan, you know, who does his own podcast. All you guys deserve nothing but the best. So happy new year, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Constantine, I appreciate it, my man. We do. Jet fans do deserve this more than any other franchise right now with how much garbage we've been through over the last 13 years. They haven't made the playoffs since 2010. A lot has changed since then. That was President Obama's first administration. He got elected again. Then it was, you know... 
Trump and now Biden and that's not you know please I don't I don't want to do politics in the in the comments I'm just saying like that's a lot has changed over this this time it's a long it's that's unbelievable think about it where were you in your life in 2010 versus where are you now it's unreal it is absolutely unbelievable uh. Zach, look, you not wanted to talk about Zach anymore. I get it. I, we, you might have to one more time. He might play, according to to Salah. And who knows? Maybe that comes out and that that changes uh, for for this one. You know, and and a little after the episode comes out, we get news on who the starting quarterback is. But <laughs> it's always something with this team, uh, and I I appreciate it. You're you're more than welcome to call in and vent anytime. Henry from Maryland's next. Hello, Matt. Henry from Maryland. So I'm trying to put something logical together with all of the stuff that we see that doesn't make sense. Like stone-faced, emotionless Robert Sala who needs to go. Like quiet Joe Douglas who doesn't make a move. Like no moves at the trade deadline. Like no backup quarterback after Aaron goes down. Um, the only thing I can think of is money. And being the great conspiracy theorist I am, what if, what if Woody Johnson told Sala and uh, Douglas after the injury to um, to Rogers that my, my cash outflow has been too great, uh, even though we have cap? I do not want to lay out the cash that he had to lay out. I've laid out all I can lay out, and I'm not going to make any more moves. And for the remainder of the year, uh, Joe and Robert have been covering for him. Okay? And that would kind of fit in with, uh, we're going to give you a pass this year, and uh, we'll see what next year brings. So the three of them are in on it. And... Uh, the only other thing, I think it goes back to money too, is that Woody laid out a lot of money for uh, Rogers. He picked up a contract that's got to leave Gutenfust and Green Bay laughing their asses off uh, with what we took off their hands and what happened. Um, and that his only reasonable choice, given that expenditure of cash, is to bring everybody back for next year. Your thoughts are trying to make something out of this. I can't believe a man that can run a multi-billion dollar corporation could be as misguided. I'm not going to use the word stupid because I know he's not stupid. Uh, but just have all this illogical stuff going on. Sorry for being so long-winded. Very Take good. care. Bye. Thank you, Henry. Appreciate it. I, th- I do think Woody Johnson's a problem. I-, I don't think he is a good owner. And people will say, well... You know, more often, and this year's maybe the the bad example because you bring up the money with the quarterback position and uh, him potentially not wanting to spend. But more often than not, he is willing to do those things to you know to spend money on this team. His biggest problem is getting involved. The best owners give hire football people or baseball or hockey or basketball people to make decisions, and they give them their money. And they stay the F out of it. There is no reason that Woody Johnson needs to talk to Robert Sala every single day. About what? What is he going over? Game plan with Woody Johnson? Say, so, yeah, well, you know, 
What, what, what are you watching? A, a Jets YouTube video? He's got Buffalo Jet fan on, and he's going to come in uh, on, on you know, th- this week and be like, hey, you know, New, New England, they, they're really struggling right now with their offensive line. Maybe, maybe we get old Brick to blitz a little bit. I, I saw it on the Buffalo Jet fan YouTube channel, and that's no disrespect to Buffalo. I love Buffalo Jet. I love all, all the Jets content guys we got going on, on on YouTube, but Woody just cares way too much about public persona and perspective. He's always got to make sure that the Jets are in, you know, this in the news, but in a, in a positive way, and it backfires more often than not. The crazy thing is, the Jets have had success under Woody Johnson, not to the point where they're winning a championship, which is the ultimate goal, but. When he took over in what two thousand? Made the playoffs in a one, oh two, oh four, oh six, nine, and ten. So that's six out of his first ten years owning the team they were in the playoffs. About half the time they were in the playoffs. And then they went thirteen years without it. So I have no idea, but I think Woody is is definitely an an issue here, I would say. Uh, let's go to PG calling in from Long Island. Hello, Matt. PG from Long Island. What's up, sir? Uh, first of all, thank you for your content on this podcast. You do a great job. Uh, I listened to you on the Gangs All Here podcast. Thank you. And you did an excellent job there as well. A couple of points that talked about there. One, um, more, uh, the receiver on the Cleveland Browns who the Jets traded, they had to trade him, in my opinion. Uh, he was, you know, he, he starts complaining about his his number of receptions after a Jets win. I mean, like, seriously? I mean, he was a bad egg. He is a bad egg. Uh, I, I do think the Jets should have got more for him, but evidently they could not. Um, you know, he's a talented receiver, but Good riddance. He should not be on the team. He's not on the team. Uh, second thing is Makai Becton you spoke about, and he's just been a disaster. It's another really, and again, I'm a Joe Douglas fan, but that evidently was a bad pick. It's not just the injuries. He's healthy, and he stinks. He stinks. You, you saw him the other day. He can't, he can't block one-on-one against, against any good defensive end in the league and it's just besides the penalties and everything else so I don't see how they bring him back and I want him to bring him back um, obviously it, it's a gaping hole whatever whatever they do I'll move LTV over to, to, to tackle which I think is probably the move and just you know they need to show up the offensive line but Beckton is not part of the equation in my opinion uh, and then the last thing is listen the coaching, how many games of this year have the, have the Jets been outcoached? It's almost everyone. They didn't get outcoached against the Giants because, you know, um, the Giants coach did such a bad job. I mean, let the guy, let, let the kid throw the ball. I mean, they, they were playing not to lose the game and it ended up the Jets miraculously won. So great. They didn't get outcoached because the other coach was so bad, but they have just dunk and they're going to be back and listen. Again, you learn, you know, I'm better at my job now than I was two years ago, so maybe maybe Salah will be better next year than he was this year. But it's hard to see. 
it's just uh it's been a nightmare uh they're bringing him back we all know that yep um so anyway um i just want to get your thoughts on that the the coaching i mean do they do they do they fire carter you know the word is that they're they not firing anybody uh but something needs to be done we're going to run it back but are we going to see any better results with the kit they should sorry it, his three minutes hit on the voicemail so it cut but I think Keith Carter, Todd Downing, Rob Calabrese, um, running back coach Taylor Embry. Like I don't think there's any reason to bring those guys back. Why? What did they do? Yeah, Rob Middleton's really the only offensive coach that I, I have any attachment to that I would like to see brought back. Other than that, peace, good, good riddance. The the being out coached is a is a scary thought. Um, week one against Buffalo and potentially the Eagles game. I didn't think Sirianni coached a good game against the Jets. But more often than not, you're right. They they are getting outcoached, which is not a, not an acceptable thing, which is not a, 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 again, it doesn't give you the warm and fuzzies when thinking about this team and everybody coming back. I, I don't. You're, you are very valid to bring up your your concern of, you know, they're going to run it back. Are things going to get better? I think Aaron Rodgers, an elite-level quarterback, hides a lot of potential issues. But, again, that's – are they a Super Bowl team? That I'm not quite sure of. Let's go to John in Tennessee. Wants to talk about Rodgers' regret. Hey, Matt. Strata out of Tennessee. Thanks for the content, as always. So, I mean, we're basically at the end here. Not the season any of us wanted. Um, first time in a long time where I honestly am not going to be too upset if we don't beat the Patriots. Yep. Uh, I most hated team in the league for me, but, hey, they're ruining their draft pick if they win and making ours better. So, I'm obviously, I'll still take the win, absolutely, because... I want that streak to end, but either way, there's something to take away from it on this one. Um, honestly, main reason I'm calling, though, is um, I'm curious what your thoughts are. Obviously, at the time, I no one can say that trading for Aaron Rodgers, no one can convince me that that wasn't the right move at the time. But do you look at it now with where we are and where we are going forward as wish that it never had happened where now we're stuck into the coaching staff and front office that even though I I was a huge supporter of I, I just can't be really sure of at this point for another year we're, we're stuck into a quarterback coming off an injury and off of his worst year of his career in a long time from the year before at 41 years old now who knows how he's going to be uh, the team's going to be losing key defensive players who, who knows how, you know, certain players are going to develop. It's just one of those things where I feel like, yeah, maybe next year Rodgers will be good enough to where, hey, maybe we make a playoff spot. But I just don't know if we're going to be able to compete at the level that we need to. I don't know if it's going to really change the fortunes of this team for the long term. I look at it and I say that this ownership group is making decisions that are good for 
you know, mild, mild success, but not major success. Like, at this point, I'd be just as happy with a full regime change, even dumping Rodgers, I think, as I would be for ending this playoff drought because I just don't know if I could have faith in this system as it is now going forward. So, curious what your thoughts are. Uh, and as always, go Jets. Thanks for the content. Bye. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. And uh, totally fair to bring up those thoughts with uh, the Rodgers regret. I personally don't regret it. I, I think that was the right decision. I thought, like, the other, the two most popular names were Rodgers and Carr. And I will fully admit, I my preference was Rodgers, but I wouldn't have been, like, I wouldn't have been crazy upset with Carr. But if you look at how things have gone with the Saints, that does not look great <laughs> he, he has uh he's struggled putting it nicely it's it hasn't it hasn't been great for uh for the saints there and i don't think it would have been pretty here and that is more money than what aaron Rodgers or more of a cap hit so it would have been harder with your cap uh situation but then you get into you know bringing in the the Cobbs and the Cooks and all those guys and having Nathaniel Hackett here with Rodgers. But I, I just didn't know what their other choice was. You couldn't run it back with Zach Wilson. Jimmy G and Ryan Tannehill's here didn't really move the needle enough. Going to keep Mike White a backup-level quarterback and run with Mike White? Like That's not ideal either. I, I understand why they did it. Um Lamar Jackson was never a realistic option. I always see like all oh, these, you know, every team pass on Lamar Jackson. Like, <laughs> he was he was always going to stay in Baltimore. So I I think it was their best choice. It didn't work out in year one, and hopefully it works out in year two. Got a couple more for you. We'll go Vinny and Peekskill. Hey Matt, it's uh, Vinny from Peekskill. First off, congrats on getting hit or. Beginning the process of getting hitched. I <laughs> uh, hope you had a good new year. And secondly, I want to talk about this because I've seen this on Jets Twitter. And I see a lot of people, you know, talking about this final game and the to win and not to win. And you know how I feel about this. And I want to clarify this to people. But it's important. This may be our last chance to ever beat Bill Belichick with the Patriots. I know people say, oh, why does that matter so much? When you think about it, who has been the architect of our torment for the last 20 so years? It's been Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. And I gotta ask you right now, don't you wish the Jets had beaten the Buccaneers in 2021? Don't you wish you could have gotten that last win against Tom Brady? Isn't there a part of you inside that wishes that happened? If there, if there isn't, then you're not a real Jets fan. The same applies here. Yes, we can beat the Patriots next year, but it's not the same with some Joe Schmo at head coach. But at that point, there's nobody left from, there's really nobody left from those days that have caused us so much torment. All the dynasty guys are all, uh, forgot, all along distant memory. Bill is all that remains of that period. Like, exactly. if you want to get some closure and satisfaction of knowing that you send him out on what could be his final head coaching game with a loss, 
you got to do it. And I'm going to say, oh, well, he'll probably get a head coaching job next year, and we can probably face him two or three years down the road. You don't know that. Sure, he can maybe get a job at um, Chargers or something like that, or Washington or something like that. But do we know that? Do we know those teams are going to go for the old stalwart veteran or go for the young, bright, innovative mind of the future? We don't know. You're just making an assumption. And making assumptions makes a fool of yourself. So enough of this tanking talk. We should win this game. End the streak. And give this doddering old fool a big fat L. That's all. And go Jets. There you go. Wouldn't expect anything less from Vinny, the resident Patriots hater. Uh, we all hate the New England Patriots, but I think Vinny from Peak Skill has, aka V Man, has a little extra hate in his heart. And that's the side of the coin for those who want to see. That's, you know, Vinny's belief. There are a lot of Jet fans who believe that way. And I'm not saying I disagree. My, my pushback to your point, Vinny, which you said you want to. You know, right out with Bill, you know, give Bill the last loss would be is it still satisfactory in a week 18 game where neither of these teams are going to the playoffs and it gives them a higher draft pick? Is it that, that again? I'm not giving you if you think so, fine. If you don't, that's also fine. That's just that would be my only question back to you is if you think that it's if that potential negative side of it is still worth it enough and, and getting it and ending the streak against bill rather ending it against some you know whoever is in there next as head coach i get that i really do by the way we're gonna go to uh peter from the beautiful hudson valley up next i was thinking of these two both v-man and peter so it's it's good that uh it's back to back here to close out the show as i was driving back from lake george this weekend See the signs for peak skill. I'm like, oh, yeah, the V-Man. I was like, the legendary V-Man. So, yes, both V-Man and uh, Peter from the beautiful Hudson Valley crossed my mind on my drive back to Long Island from upstate New York. So just wanted to put that out there for the OGs and those guys who call in every week. We appreciate you. All right, let's close out the show with Peter. Hey, Matt. It's Peter from up in the beautiful Hudson Valley on this New Year's Tuesday. Happy New Year to you and all Jeff fans out there. We're very hopeful for a much better 2024-2025 season ahead. Uh, uh, turning the corner for this last game of the year. Now that the Jets have decided to part ways with Cook. Useless. <laughs> we should have just get Michael Carter all along. I think it would have been a better choice than to have had Dalvin Cook on the ride the bench as he did the last two weeks. I don't think he even took his jacket off during the last two games. Um, here's my... Uh, comment on the situation with this final game of the season. No real question for this week. I just want to say that uh, having heard your opinion on whether the Jets should win or lose and improve their draft position or not, here's my thoughts on things. We have obviously a couple streaks that we'd like to see end. Losing to the Patriots is one. Yes. Playoff drought is one. Let's get this one with the Patriots out of the way now. Okay. Especially if it winds up being Bill Belichick's last game. I think the irony would be is if Zach Wilson clears concussion protocol and is at least active for the game, but say they start Trevor Simeon and, you know, he has a terrible first half. And Salah just says, F it. Let's bring Zach Wilson in the second half and he balls out like no tomorrow, knowing that it's most likely his last game as a Jet anyway. 
and the Jets wind up winning by, you know, 24-20 or 27-23 or something like that. They finally end the streak with the Patriots, beat them in New England for the first time in God knows how many years as well. Wouldn't that be something to, as a high note, to kind of end the season on, a way to bookend the season by beating the Bills in the first game, beating the Patriots at the end? I'd like to see it happen. And that way, that's one thing out of the way that you don't have to worry about in the upcoming season. There you go. So uh, I'd like to see it happen. Maybe not too many Jets fans would. Maybe it's a small percentage, but... Let's get this thing out of the way. Finally beat these goddamn effing Patriots, and especially beat Bill Belichick. And so go, let's go, Jets. And uh, again, congratulations on getting engaged. Have a good one. Thank you. I appreciate it, guys. Uh, the the number of kind comments that were sent my way through uh, YouTube comments, the voicemail, here, social media, DMs, text messages. It, it really meant it really meant a lot to me. Um, so I, I, I appreciate it. And Taylor's been a part of the Jets community now, too, for the last four years. I mean, Ryan said it. His tweet was so funny, talking about uh, a camera cameraman or camera woman, in this case, locked in for all future events. It, it, it's true. She's come out to our events and has been a huge, huge supporter uh, of mine and my content and me making the jump to do this uh, full time. So I am really really thankful for that and she's again she's a part of the community now too filming filming content for me uh the clips for from the draft stream clips out our reactions to those so we can get them out right away um it was awesome but yeah i and and, and again we got another one peter's on the on the train let's just end this streak now i i'm fine with that i'm fine that that's the belief again i don't don't want to get myself all bent out. Oh, they lost this game and they went from pick. I don't know. They could have got up to pick six and then they're going to pick pick nine. Well, you're still in the top 10, man. Like if you're a GM and you can't figure something out for to help your this dreadful offense, no matter where you end up in the top 10, then you're, you're screwed because you're probably not going to figure it out if you're picking sixth anyway. That That's my, that's my stance on it. And if it happens, great. If it doesn't happen, whatever, that's where I am. That's my stance. On the 2023 Jets, how about that? This is how we'll close the show because now into 2024, but the one last ride for the 2023 Jets, an absolute shame that in if you told me in August that going into the last week of the year, I'd be like, whatever. If they win or lose, that would be pretty disappointing. Unless it was whatever because they have their playoff spot clinched up and they can't move up or down and they're resting starters. That's a different conversation. But I really hope that at this time next year, we're talking about playoff positioning. And maybe we're talking about the debate on should they play their guys this week or should they be resting? I hope, hope that's the case. I don't know if it's going to be. I'm worried about the future of this team a little bit. But anyway, I appreciate you guys for sticking with me. Thank you for being patient with the later episode. I'm Matt O'Leary. Subscribe if you're new on YouTube or in audio form. Appreciate you guys. I'll catch you next time.